Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? I feel great, thanks. I do. I think it's been a great couple days. Humid, but still great. It's just, uh, it's sad to see the leaves start falling from the trees and all that business, but uh, the weather is really pretty nice. And I'm really looking forward to Labor Day weekend. It's going to be great. Well, I don't see any uh, leaves changing down in, in the Scranton area at all. So, um, well, these aren't changing actually. Thing. It's it's just the fact that it starts around the second week of August. I start to see yellow leaves start fluttering down from the trees. I think oh, they're okay. dead leaves, but that's that's it. It starts then, and it's just it just keeps going. You know, they I don't know what the problem is, but. Um, the leaves around here are just kind of weird. And mm-hmm. I, I know, also notice that the maples, um, regardless of the heat or the humidity, the, the maple trees seem to be the first ones to start turning. And so I'm keeping my eye out because I'm sure that there are some up here that will start. Okay. But well. anyway, so it's apple season. Yay, my Yay. favorite. Ah, I love them. Do you make apple sauce? I don't make applesauce, no, but I love to make something that's called an apple crumble. And, Uh um, oh, I just love it. Just love it. And now you use your gluten-free flour. Yes, and I want to tell you, I did that the other day. I used that to make a peach crumble. And? And it was spectacular. And you can't, could you tell the difference? I could tell the difference because it was a different taste, but it oh, wasn't really? a bad taste. Yeah. Oh God, there's. Tasted, I don't know how you. Yeah, that's weird. Because, difference. Oh, because I, I don't see any difference. And my cousin Sharon, I gave her. I made chocolate cherry oatmeal cookies on Saturday and brought them to Sean on Sunday, and I had a couple extra. I didn't give them all to him, and Sharon, my cousin Sharon, ate one yet the uh, two days ago, and she's like. 
this is gluten-free? I said, yes. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't taste, it tastes the same. I said, I know. I never noticed any change. And other than <laughs> maybe bread and baking, yeah. I, um, everything else, I never really see it. But maybe because you're too new at it. I don't know. Well, let me tell you that I have two other people eating it, Patrick and our friend Eric next door, and nobody said a thing. Yeah, but it was really, really, really good. So, yeah, that brand um, is, is the best, I think. Uh, yum. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, yes, I ventured out into that, and I was completely bad yesterday. Um, back to the old gluten, and uh, yeah, so, it, it just was a, uh, it was a bunch of circumstances that just, um, you know, couldn't do something, and, and I was getting hungrier and hungrier and I just mm -hmm. succumbed to something because I couldn't stand it. So anyway, um, but I did enjoy it. Last night we had some pierogies and they were made yeah. with, uh, with spinach, potatoes and cheddar cheese yeah. and they were yummy. So I had that and that's it. Well, but anyway, um, I have a couple uh, what do you, what are you cooking up? What? When? For the holiday? Yeah. No, um, we're going to have, there's a couple people coming on Saturday. Brenda Bastoki and Evie and Evie Rafalco McNulty and Randy Williams and um, Deb Peterson. Um, we're going to have a little cookout on Saturday and just doing some, you know, typical cookout food, hot dogs, hamburgers. I'm making potato salad or uh, macaroni salad, gluten-free, um, baked beans, which are great. And then I'll do a cucumber and tomato um, salad because the tomatoes in my yard are ever abundant and delicious. So, oh. Uh, yeah. So okay. we'll bring you some tomatoes. Thank you. Um, but delicious, everything is, so that's what we're doing. And then one of the days, maybe the night before, we haven't determined yet, um, Meyer and I will come up and see you and mm -hmm. just hang it around the rest of the weekend. I just, you know, just enjoy being out and doing, you know, hanging on the deck and doing things in the yard and that's it. So that's my plan. How was your trip what? last Sunday when you went up to, where did you Beacon. go in, in New York? Beacon. It was Beacon, a, yeah. a, it was a tough weather day, wasn't it? No, it was gorgeous. It was a beautiful, okay. beautiful day on Sunday. <clears throat> and we had a great ride and we met Sean and we went to the burger joint that he loves and we've gone to once before and we were able although you can't eat inside which i didn't really want to anyway we would have gone down to the hudson but there was um it's a little courtyard out the back of the um building and so sean got there a little bit before us and he got us a table and so we sat out there and it was cute and there were little white lights all around and everybody was social distanced and um socially distanced and it was um just a nice time and um we stopped and you know i had to drop off a few things to him so we spent some time there together and then he left and we drove home and went through port jervis and milford and then we jumped back on 84 and it was um it was beautiful it was a wonderful ride we got home before dark and it was really nice so we had a good day good. Yep. That's good. And then we have mm -hmm. birthdays, I have to say. Um, we have a big shout-out to one of my favorite guys in the whole world, Mr. Michael Gilmartin. Today, oh, the yay. 3rd of September, is Michael Gilmartin's birthday. So if you see him anytime soon, 
wish him a big happy birthday, which is, he, it's today as we're taping. Um, Rosemary Catalano, um, Mike Catalano's mom, Carolyn Baldy, Catalano's mother-in-law, is uh, her big birthday is today. So happy birthday to Rosemary Catalano. And my cousin Sharon is going to have her birthday on uh, Sunday. She is the September 6th, Sharon Leboutier. So happy birthday to all mm-hmm. of those wonderful September babies. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's really good. How about that? Uh, uh, there's so many people in September. I mean, it's, I just, know. it's a Yours is coming up incredible month. Yeah, me too. But I'm just thinking of a bunch of people. It's like day after day after day in September. There's somebody I know who has a birthday. It's not like that any other month. But for some reason, people get busy, I guess. <laughs> January, February. In February, too. There's always this, this one. And August seems to be a lot for me, too. Um, okay. So, um, Lynn, uh, we get, let's give a big shout-out to, to your girl, Miss Joni Glover, since she's going to be um, spending the weekend with you. Let's, she listens yeah. to us thankfully. So, big smooches to Joni, and hopefully I get to see her this weekend. Yeah, that would be good. That mm-hmm. would be really good. Yeah. It's always good um, to see Joan. Yes. She's a fun person and um, just just great person to be around. As some, somebody once said, um, she rests easy on you. <laughs> yes, she does. And that's good. I also have really to do does. a shout out here to, uh, I know I've talked before about this place, but I got more information. It's a gentleman I met whose name is Michael Zagwoski, and he is the general manager of the restaurant at Pawpack Hills Country Club, and the name of the restaurant is On the Green, and Patrick and I were there, I think it was last Thursday or Friday night. It was after we recorded the show, and it was a particular day where it was um, on and off with... um, the weather being it's going to be a storm that comes through and then nothing and then so I watched the weather and I thought we're good let's just go for 5 30 because we shouldn't have a problem at that time so we got there at 5 30 <clears throat> sat down outside a table for two right at the very edge of the roof and, you know, I said, if it rains, you you could get wet. And he said, no, it's not going to rain. I said, okay, fine. So as I'm looking, I see all these very dark gray clouds coming over the horizon. And I'm saying, oh, man, this cannot be good. So anyway, <laughs> we, just, uh, we just waited it out. And it did start to rain just a tad, just a little bit, enough to get the railings wet. He didn't even notice. Of course, it might have been something having to do with the, uh, uh, yeah, Grey Goose uh, huh. bomb, or my Bombay Martini. That might have had something to do with it. But anyway, yeah, it passed. That was the end of it. And so as it kept moving across the golf course and the lake that's part of the golf course, we noticed, I looked up, and there was a rainbow. And I said, oh, that's cool. So I took a picture of the rainbow. And then I, I was talking to him and looked back again, and there was a double rainbow. I said, wow, that's really awesome. So I took a picture of that. And then as that passed, and all the, it, it was the front coming through, but as it all cleared out, 
there was the moon. And it was about 7.30, a quarter of 8 at night. And it was just spectacular. It was a 7 8 moon because that was a couple days before we had the full moon on Monday. So I, I caught everything that night. Every, every weather issue, I just about it, I got. And I just said I wanted to tell Michael Zagwoski that it's a really cool place. And the food has the quality of the food has gone up tenfold since the last time I was there. They had some wonderful specials and I I ordered one, which I rarely do because I doubt, you know, that specials are often good, but it was two chicken breasts flattened out. I guess they call them paillards and the paillards in French, but they were flattened out chicken breasts that had um, bourbon barbecue sauce and chopped macadamia nuts. And I'm sure there were other things in it too, but they were absolutely delicious. And Patrick yep. ordered one of the other specials. It was a steak frite, which was oh yeah, um, uh, yeah nice. Uh, I think it was either a sirloin or a strip. I'm not sure which it was, but it had some chimichurri sauce on the top of it, and he loved it. He loved it. So you know, kudos go out to them. The, the chef, I don't know his name, but or her name. But it would appear that they're being adventurous as well as keeping to their usual stuff that's on the menu, which is also wonderful. So I just highly recommend that people are looking for a place to go to sit outside, uh, call and make reservations. But it's the Pawpack Hills Country Club, and the restaurant is on the green. And it's open to, oh. it's a public place, or yeah. what is it? Open, open yeah, it to the public. Be, right? Okay. Yep. Great. Yeah, and it's good. Well, good. Oh, it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it a lot. And I, I'm sure we'll be going up there more often because it was really very nice and very convenient. Now, it's how about far a, from, from you? Uh, seven minutes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Five minutes. <laughs> and were you out tonight? I didn't hear that part. Yeah. The in or yeah. out? Out. Yeah, see, I like Right that. on the, okay. the deck. Is, All right. And, and I could see that they're also building more of a deck around the side. Oh. Yeah, well, so that's smart. That's good. That's good. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, All we're right. going to take a break. Mm hmm Okay. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to Laurie Lynch Show, and we will be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Business Banking at Fidelity. 
Universal Printing started out in Northeast Pennsylvania in June of 1995. Since that time, we have grown to 155 employees. What we do, we're a document solutions business. We do printing. We have an IT department on site. There's computer programmers, developers, production people. So all of our IT is done in-house. The nature of our business is that it's very capital intensive. What we continue to do is adapt to the needs of our customers. And in order to do that, we have to continue to invest in the best state-of-the-art equipment that's out there. And we can do that with the support of Fidelity Bank. Fidelity allows us to play on a playing field that we could never have played on if we didn't have the support of a strong local bank that believed in us. They're not just saying they support the community, they're doing it. And we feel really blessed to have a partner in Fidelity Bank. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify, and a whole bunch of others. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And hello, the end of summer. Yeah. <laughs> the meteorological. Yeah. How do you say it? Meteorolo- meteorological. Say? Yes. Thank you. Um, that end one. of summer. <laughs> end of summer. Yes. I couldn't say it. It wasn't coming out right. <laughs> um, so You just say, yeah, what she said. That's what yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, what, yeah. what, what's on your, um, what are your talking points for today? Well, I had an interesting article from um, a colleague, I would say. Uh, it's a man named David Caruso, uh, who's a certified financial planner, as am I. And he wrote this article that was on financial planning website somehow. But he asked some questions, and he said, Answering financial planning questions is something that he is passionate about and absolutely loves to do. Um, although when, I, when he thinks about what's important in the business, it's not so much answering those questions. It's really about getting to the heart of the important issues and knowing the right questions to ask. Most of the questions he hears are usually about something they need to do right away or they are reacting to recent news events. So as we head into the holiday mayhem, as he calls it, let's take a few minutes to reflect on what you are concerned about. So here's, here's his top 20 list. I'm not going to go through all of them because some of them are just not relevant. But I'm asking you these questions because I would also answer them as well. But you mean me there's a, asking you? Yes, me you. Asking? So... This one question, I'll preface it by saying that it's one of the most important questions that people are asking in this moment because of what's going on with COVID, the upcoming election, and all the stuff that's going on around the world. So 
it becomes very much an important question to ask, but I don't think too many people even understand the the term and so they don't know how to answer it or they answer it and then they find that when situations present themselves like what's going on right now, they look at it a little bit differently. So the question is, what is my what is my risk tolerance and how much risk am I taking right now? So let me say that risk tolerance for most people means the interpretation is how much do I want to have in stocks and how much do I want to have in safe investments? That's the way people interpret that question. That is not the question that is not the question that the advisors are asking. But without you knowing what goes into the definition of risk tolerance, you might answer that question differently than what the answer is that the advisor is looking for. So I think that's very important to make that distinction because a lot of people will say to me, oh, yeah, I filled out that form. Uh, my planner gave me something and I answered all the questions and I came up with this number and therefore I'm in this kind of portfolio. That's not enough. What I ask when I ask for the risk tolerance is how much downside in the markets can you still can you have accept and then still sleep at night? So if I said to you, if your portfolio went down 15% in, over the course of three months, could you tolerate that? And if the answer is yes, I say, okay, fine. If your portfolio went down 15% or more in a period of one month, would you be okay with that? Meaning you're not going to sell or do something that you want to read remove, not remove, you move the money around. Yes, I, I'm okay with that. 15% in one month. I said, how about 15% over three days? Oh, well, that's a different story. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it is. But that, that is really the, the more appropriate question is how much volatility in your portfolio can you handle before you feel you need to make a change. That really is the greatest, I think, definition of risk tolerance. And most people don't, when, like I said, when I ask that question without clarifying it, most people think that in the broader scope of things, over years and years, what I'm asking is, how much money do I want in the stock market and how much money do I want in something safe? That is not the question I'm asking, nor is it the question that most advisors or stockbrokers are asking either. But nobody but really clarifies that. But I what? thought, I thought that you need to leave your stock alone when stuff happens like that. So why are people going to move it if, if in large part, you let things alone and it straightens itself out? Isn't that true or not? Yes, it is true. But it means okay. that you're going you're gonna to have, if you're somebody that looks like, like, for instance, let's say you get a statement at the end of March, which was a very, very bad day. March 31st was bad because that's, that's when the world closed up. That was about 
a week or so after everything shut down for COVID. So the market took it and it took it down. And so you could have been doing extraordinarily well all through January, February, and March until this happened. And then in the course of about seven days, the market tanked somewhere around 20% in that time frame. And that was an immediate reaction to COVID because it was, as I said, and you know I've said this a thousand times, the market hates uncertainty. Okay, so that's exactly what happened. So if you look at your December 31st statement and then you look at your March 31st statement, you would have a heart attack. You would say, oh, my God, I lost blah, blah, blah. No, you didn't lose it because if you went back and took a look at June and then July, it all came back. Right. But what I'm saying is that people look at that and react to it and they'll say, I can't lose any more money. You better get me out of the market. I can't do this. No. Remember the questions I asked you? Yes. Well, the questions were, can you tolerate this amount? Yes, I can. Well, here you are, folks. Here you are. The the idea of any well-designed stock portfolio, and that could be mutual funds or exchange-traded funds or individual shares of stock, even something in your uh, 401k plan that might sound like it has some stocks in it. The design of that is to say that it is based on the assumption of how much tolerance (laughs) do you have for the loss of your assets, the value of your assets at any given point in time. If you can't go to sleep at night because you look at your portfolio and it lost 10%, then that tells the advisor, if the advisor is a good advisor, that you cannot have that much money in the stock side of things in your world. You may not get very high returns, which is the other anomaly that most people think, geez, I only got 3%. Well, you got most of your money in bonds. I, I can't help that. Oh, oh, okay. So then, well, maybe we should up it a little. Put some more in the stock market. Okay. Then when they get their statement in March, hey, how come I lost so much money? <laughs> okay. Time to go back and revisit this question. But risk tolerance is an extremely important concept to understand. And it's, it's a wonderful thing that you should ask your advisor, what does that mean in my situation? Because most people, again, think of it as in a long term. And in a short term, if they see some kind of craziness like that, where the deep dive in a short period of time, they're afraid. They think they're going to lose everything. And as we have talked about, I never heard this more in my life than I did in the month of April when they talked about the loss at the end of March, when your reptilian brain takes over. Have you seen that one? Heard that one? No. Yeah. That refers to the, um, the survival mode that happens when people um, fear things. The first thing they do is want to retreat and they want to sell everything and get out of the market. And that's just not the way it works. If you're in it for the longer term, you have to be willing to do that. So, as we said, that's a question. So, do you know what your risk tolerance is and how much 
risk you're taking right now. Are you talking to me now? I am. No, I have no idea. I don't even read them. I don't even look at my statements. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, I don't do it on purpose for that for that reason. I have no idea. I would say I would say I'm very low risk, though. Okay. And that's the thing is what I'm saying is if that is what you are and you look at your portfolio, do you have more than 50% of your uh, investments in the stock market? If you do, then that's not consistent with what you just said. Um, I'm not, I'm not looking for an answer. I'm just saying that yeah, no, in I know general, no, I know what you're saying. I know. I get that it. that's the kind of stuff people should look at. And if they're working with an advisor who has that set up that way, then that's a good thing. But if not, you should really take a look at your risk profile and say, is this consistent with my investments? That's one big question. Okay. Here's another one. If I had only five years to live, what would I change in my life? Oh, uh, are you asking me that? No, but do you want to answer it? No. Okay. All right. I get it. But this is an important thing that people should really think about. Uh, because the question is, what are we tolerating in our lives right now that we probably would not, we would regret when we look back at this and say, I'm sorry, I didn't do something about it then. That's all I'm saying. That, but, it's, you know, since you never know when that's going to, when your ticket's going to be up you want to do something well you're talking about you're only talking financial right (laughs) no no i'm talking about your life okay okay and if money were no object what would you be doing right now oh what would i be doing yeah well i when you know what i don't know if i'd do anything different i i probably um help more people uh that's what I probably would do. Give, help my kids more than I can right now. That kind of stuff. I think I would be more helpful. Let's, that's a good line. I would be more helpful. Okay. All and right. I think I, I'm helpful already, but I would be more helpful, and I think that would be important. I don't care about traveling and any of that. Like, that doesn't, you know, I might do more work in my house, that kind of stuff, but I would be more helpful. Which talent would you most like to have? When I don't need any more talent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's a classic Laurie Cadman. <laughs> that's a good line. Um, it is a good one. And on that note, we've got to take go. a break. <laughs> and we'll be right back with our guest expert this week, Leah Dinicopoulos of ERA One Real Estate. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. 
With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. We're back. Uh, my name is Lynn Evans. I am the uh, the managing director of a, a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast. The podcast is called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us today is our lovely guest expert from ERA One Source Realty, Ms. Leah Janakopoulos, who is Director of uh, Business Development for ERA. ERA has about 100 agents in 10 counties and about 7 offices. Welcome, Leah. Thank you. How are you guys? How are we doing? How's everything going? Good. Good. Everything is still yeah. good. And since a couple of weeks ago when we spoke, it's still been just as crazy. It hasn't slowed down. It's record-breaking still for the interest rates. They're at an all-time low still of a 2.5. So oh 1971 wow. was when Fannie Mae started recording the interest rates back in and making a record of them. And since then, there's been no record this low in this many wow. years since they've been recording. Yeah. So, I mean, a 15-year conventional mortgage is at an exceptionally low rate. So, right now, I mean, this is something that's not just great all around for business, and but it's also record-breaking in history as well. So, and it's just been awesome just to see how busy this market is, and and, and it's all around. It's in all counties. It's it's and it's across the nation too. And according to another article, that keeping us current and keeping us matters. It's a great website that they keep a lot of up-to-date information on what's going on in the real estate world. They released an article that real estate right now is one thing after Corona. And and I shouldn't say after because we're still obviously living it, but it's keeping the economy stable. 
So I think that's been something good to hear too. And there's been a lot of people still moving out of those bigger cities coming up here, looking Mm -hmm. for homes in more of those neighborhoods that they still have that ability to get to those bigger cities in a limited amount of time, you know, under that two hour time frame. So, and you know, I think too, with being part of, you know, the way we have our offices structured, we're really able to grasp all ends of the business, meaning, you know, we have our office in Stroudsburg. So we're able to get those people that are coming in from the city. We have our offices down in Mountain Top and also the Lake Area. The Lake Ariel area has been really, really busy. That hideout, Lake, Lake Wall and Paul Pack. So it's been nice to see all of the business that's been booming. And it's not just also first primary residences. It's a lot of also um, people coming in and buying a second home, which is nice mm-hmm. too. So mm-hmm. It's been stable, fun, good, energetic, and nonstop. Well, Leah, as everyone knows, because of this COVID situation, so many, excuse me, so many more people are doing things in their home and wanting to be in their home. And when you're in there that often, you look at your house, you think, oh man, I should do things. Uh, I should be in a smaller house. I should be in a bigger house. I should do this. There's a lot of thought about homes now. We're kind of forced into that. And I think that obviously that's a large or a key component to why the real estate business is at such an all-time high, including the fact that obviously it's almost like they're giving you, giving away the money. So um, it's it's all wonderful. Well, that's also been a huge point uh, that you were just saying, that's a huge part of why people are also on the hunt for a house because a lot of people found out their kids aren't going back to school or they're going virtual or they're going two days and they need a hybrid, they need a classroom, they need workspace, they need space for their home office because they're not going back. And, you know, Mm -hmm. as of right now, I was speaking with somebody else that I'm showing them houses and they told me as of right now their company is not going back until after the new year and the company is supplementing the people that are working from home with like Amazon gift cards, care.com. Wow. Just because of right now, there's no end in sight as to when people will be back in a bricks and mortar building. So I think that's also been something to people. I, I personally know I have several clients that are looking for space for themselves. So back in March, everyone thought, you know, this was only a temporary thing. We'll be back and hitting the ground running in June and, you know, even earlier. And then, you know, obviously those dates were pushing back. But now here we are, a new school year, and some of these kids aren't even going back. And whether they're going to go back after or they're not, there's still at least a couple weeks to a few months that these kids are going to be home, so they need that space. So that's also been, you know, something, too, that we're noticing a lot with having the space for the home office and having the space for the kids. So it was okay in March when it was temporary. Yeah, because yeah. there's not, there's just not enough. I don't care how big your house is, it's almost there's not enough room. Because when you have a lot of kids doing schoolwork, and you're working from home, and everything else is going on, it's there's no privacy really, and that's that's a good right. thing for this business because that real they realize that they just need a different space. And and you're right, those other people coming in, I I've gotten a few calls of um, friends whose children have moved back from the city and mm-hmm. uh, they can work remotely, so they're going to. And, and the, as you said earlier, I know a few uh, major businesses in this area that none of them are going back at least until the beginning of the new year. Right, and, and that's so. that 
least. So, but with this weekend being the Labor Day weekend holiday too, where, you know, there was a little, I, I, I can't even say it slowed down because it didn't slow down because we're still in need of listings, but also a bunch of our agents have a bunch of each um, listings coming on after the holiday. So we're going to be gearing up to get all those new listings on, which is nice. So you could watch out for all of the new properties that ERA One Source Realty will be listing. So, you know, I think a lot of people want to get through this holiday weekend, get, enjoy like their last hurrah for summer and get everything going and then come Tuesday, Wednesday next week, get hit the ground running with new listings. So that'll be exciting because people are still going to be looking. So, yeah. Yep. Especially for the holidays. <laughs> That's going to be the only place yeah, they you're want to be able to in. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Leah, would would you say that the the traditional family would be looking for the three bedroom house, but now it might be a four or a four bedroom house, or for sure um, a finished basement. Absolutely. That's exactly yes. Uh, yeah. Three plus bedroom, at least two toilets, if not more. They're mm-hmm. looking for finished space, whether it's, you know, over the garage, in the attic, is it downstairs in the basement? So they're looking just for that extra room that they can use as like, you know, even just for like mm-hmm. to have that space to go and play because as we're getting into the cooler months, you know, it's not going to be, we could put everyone out back in the yard. Cause at least when we went through this the first time around, we were approaching spring like weather. So now we're approaching the yeah. fall where we're going to be put into a situation where they're going to have to find space for, you know, these kids to play and get their energy out. So that's also been a thing too. The finished basements have been a huge part of everything. Um, also the garage and in more green space as well, even though, you know, we're approaching the fall and winter months, the green space was, is a big need. People want like that little patio or a little walkout or something that they could just like go outside and get some fresh air for a little bit. So I also mm-hmm. have noticed that being the trend more so right now with picking and picking homes. It's been a lot of that outdoor patio space and, you know, even places that you could still, you know, put a lamp or a heater or one of those fire pits just so you still have that extra time. Right. Yeah. Wow. I said the I same thing the other day to Pat that I said, you know, we, we go to restaurants right now and they're all doing well because there's outdoor space. You know, they have the tents right. and everything else. What are they going to do in November? I, I know, January, I know. you know, he just, so I, guess we'll I don't out, know how right? this is going to work. Wow. I know. Well, I think yeah, right I, through, I, I get least, it. don't you think right through November, at least if they have those, invest in those heaters, that that's, yeah. that'll work. I, think, I do. Uh, I'm at a restaurant that is buying a heater for every two tables. So yeah, they're hoping yeah. that that's going to, you know, help. Let's but find I out who we'll makes see. them. Because then we can invest in that company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Or uh-huh. you could just buy a bigger house with a bigger kitchen. So then there you can you have go. your closest friends and family over and keep uh-huh. social distancing six feet apart. And we are still doing that with the houses, too, by the way. We're still wearing masks, gloves, shoe protectors. Uh, we have all our PPE gear. We're still filling out the COVID forms, making sure everyone's safe, keeping our agents safe, keeping our buyers and sellers safe. So we're still practicing all of our safety uh-huh. concerns just to make sure, you know, that we're still on top of everything and that we're ahead of the game. So knock on wood, everything's been great so far. So and all the agents are still as busy as ever, and, and that's been a huge plus as well. <clears throat> Leah, is that something you're required to do or is that something, I mean, some of it I'm sure you are required to do, but a lot of the other stuff like the PPE and all that, is that just something that um, is a custom 
uh, of ERA one, or is that something everybody? I mean, a lot of the agencies are all pretty much doing the same thing, but yeah, you're definitely required to wear masks 100%. Okay. Um, we are supplying, you know, if need be, the booty covers, if the seller wants it, if it's going to make them feel better 100%. We're making sure we're tailoring our needs to make sure that our sellers are still feeling as comfortable as possible with people coming mm -hmm. in and out of their homes and to sell their house. Yeah. That's tough. And especially the buyers too, you know, because there's there is still that fear. I was, again, I was talking with somebody and they said it's it's still out there and you know we still have to be cautious and it's it's great that we're kind of doing this new normal thing but it's just good to still be cautious and on top of it and i also think it's been good to see everybody follow the rules as well you know you get to a showing your buyers have their masks on they're ready they have hand uh, hand sanitizer they have their clorox wipes so we've been definitely lucky to have everybody following the rules as well mm -hmm. okay that's good yeah, Leah, um, would you, what's, is this considered, because you know the old line, it's never a buyer's market unless you have, unless you, you know, you can say, oh, it's a buyer's market. Well, it's not if you don't have buyers. It's not a seller's market if you don't have sellers. Um, because everything is so um, available now and the inventory, yeah. yes, and crazy is a good word, and the rates are low, would, would this just kind of be like a kind of a, a, a neutral, it, it works for both sets of um, people right Two now? Or where do you think it would still be verging more so on a seller's buyers? market. Oh, sellers. No, okay. more so on sellers because we have we do have limited, limited inventory, but we still have sellers and they're getting actual like the, the price that they're looking for in their house. But it's all, it, it, I agree with your, like what you're saying, it could be also a buyer's market because we have such an abundance of buyers that are ready to go and, you know, there's not enough inventory. So I would definitely say it could be looking at it as uh, from a mixed standpoint as well. And also too, I do, I do want to point out about ERA with some of the features that we have. We are still doing with people still relocating. We have a few people coming up from the down south and out uh, west area for jobs because there's been several companies that are relocating up here. And they're all coming, but within the fact of once they get here, they get here and they want their house. So ERA still has the availability to do all of the virtual tours, all of the marketing online, anything that you need, we can still do with all of the technology that we're, that we're able to supply. We have the videos, we have the Matterport, we have 3D tours on certain properties. We can go and take the virtual FaceTime tour for you. So we still have all of that accessibility to all the buyers nationwide, which is something too that we pride ourselves on being able to still get you in the house, you know, while you may not be able to physically be in the house. And Lee, it's also important to say too, the ERA franchise um, locally is really up there in the um, on the chain of uh, success uh, for this year with the on the selling side and the business end. And I think that's important to know that um, you know you guys, Sunita supports this show. She's here. She helps us. She's part of it. She works with us. You come on and do a wonderful job. But it's not just you know, we get everybody on, truly the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. When it comes right down to it, this year has been an incredible year, and ERA is leading the pack on that, and that's important to know. Absolutely, and, you know, we are definitely, we had a record-breaking August and great yep. month prior to even August. So I have to say to all of the agents, 
in all of our offices. They've been working their butts off and we're so proud of them. And it's mm-hmm. just been great to see, you know, every all this energy and everything. So, and most importantly, you can reach us online and all through social media. Our website is era1.com. We do have the six offices, but our main office is the 570-587-9999 number. We work seven days a week. We always have our agents on call and you can get us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. So we do have a bunch of different avenues to reach us. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Continue uh, success and uh, keep on going ERA. Leah, thanks for your time. As always, you did a great job. Lynn, we'll see you probably over the weekend and everyone else. Enjoy this wonderful, it's going to be great weather. Enjoy the weekend. Please be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.